0: Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and
1: prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard
0: things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Well, we are bursting today. (laughs) As usual. What's new? As usual. (laughs) Well, God is good.
1: Honestly, (laughs) we can't take credit for it. The Lord is just speaking and revealing in such a powerful,
0: powerful way. So powerful. Like as we're going, as I'm going through even my Bible reading, it just so happens like what God is stirring up in my spirit, I am in my Bible plan exactly in the book of Nehemiah. Like I'm in Ezra and Nehemiah. And they are in the Old Testament. Those are actually one book that actually got separated in the Bible. They were actually written together. Okay, Um, But it is so powerful. And I feel like today would be a wonderful day just to talk about what God is stirring in our hearts. Because we are literally bursting. Even as we've walked into podcasts, it's just been flowing out of us. And where do we even begin? But there is an overflow of our spirits of what God is speaking not only to our lives, but we believe to our church, to our city, and to our country. Yeah, we really believe that God is depositing some yep. strong words and some revelation for us to share. Definitely, yeah. definitely, <laughs> we're boldly going to
1: say that. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, and I feel it too. But I, it's funny because I, I'm also doing a study right now on fear not, and because I actually feel like as we press into this, there's this like. There's this anticipation that can sometimes flip over into almost like, are we ready? Like, do you know what I mean? Almost that fearful side. And how many times God said to us, fear not, fear not, keep your eyes on me. Fear not, don't fear that. Don't fear what's outside. Don't fear what's around you. No, look at me, fear me only. Like, I, I feel like the messaging, even from my own study, is just this continual reminder because as God's revealing what he's revealing... Like, I mean, even if you just look at the world, it's scary. Yes. Like, what's happening all around us in the world is like, it is frightening. It's frightening. I've never lived through a time like we're living in right now. And I know there have been times in history like this, but this is our
0: time. This is our time. And you look, every time you look on the news, you think, what can be shaken? is being sh- like shaken. It's yes. like an, un- like really feels like this is yeah. something that's just a wave Yeah, that we've entered. It almost actually seems not say a wave. It's almost like yep. we, something in the spirit switched, like something just the clock moved to a whole different era Yeah, and it just happened. Yeah. And here we are.
1: My kids joke sometimes they say, we in it. We in it, Rhonda. <laughs>
0: yeah, we in it. Thank oh goodness we goodness. in it together. Yeah, that's right. And that right. is a beauty it's that so God true. is reinforcing so in our true. spirit that we're in this yeah. together.
1: Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, uh, last week, like just, just this week, I had a, a dream. And so I, I'm just going to share it. That'd I'm just going to share what I felt like the Lord sort of uh, allowed to burst out of my spirit as, uh, as I had this dream. The dream itself wasn't that long or uh, significant, but I had a dream that I was caring for an infant. And I sensed that the baby was not necessarily mine biologically, but regardless, it was in my care. I, I needed to care for it and nurture it. And as I awoke, as my alarm went off that morning and I awoke and sort of struggled to awaken from slumber, I, I set my alarm quite early because I do have this sense of the Lord calling me to awaken in the dark and and prepare and train and be, be ready with him and be with him and as the light comes as literally just the natural light comes in just to be praying into, uh, praying in the light. So it was quite early, my alarm went off and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) And I sort of lied there for a little bit and I felt the Lord quicken to my spirit as I struggled to awake from sleep. Um, Remembering when my babies were newborns and my babies were toddlers, and I had four kids in five years, so that meant that I spent probably about eight years from the beginning to the end um, waking up in the night, waking mm-hmm. up with kids, um, you know, dealing with midnight calls, any you know, all through the night, and moving to the sound of their cries. And as my alarm went off, I had a dream that reminded me of those years, many, many years, being awoken from slumber to nurture another human being. And no matter how tired or groggy you are, when that child cries or calls out to you, you will get out of bed against everything your body is telling you to do. If you listen to your body, the needs of your flesh, you would not get up, your exhaustion would take over, you would give in to your need to sleep more. But when that baby or child cries or stirs, no matter how tired you are, you respond, you get up, you nurture that child. What if we treated our spirit man like that child, uh, like that being within us that needs to be nurtured and cared for inside of each of us? Because the spirit is the part of us that is eternal. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord just started to quicken this idea to my spirit. Inside of us is our spirit, this part of us that connects us to God and to the spiritual realm. It's the part of us that will go on far after our body fails. It's the part of us that will meet Jesus one day and live forever. It's the part that connects us to purpose and mission. It's the part where we can access the miraculous. Our spirit is where we see what we could not possibly see with just our natural eyes. Our spirit or our soul is the most important part of us. Yet because we can't see it, we give way too much space for our natural self to choose how we think and how we live. When you have a baby, that child's needs are greater than your own. That child is completely dependent on its parents to care for it and to nurture it. And our spirit is dependent on our flesh and our will to prioritize its needs over what we feel. When your alarm goes off in the morning, it's like a cry, like a deep call in your spirit to have oneness with God. The moment that you wake, your spirit longs, even faints for the courts of the Lord but your f- your flesh, your natural ma- <laughs> your natural man's needs shout louder and demand to be fed. Your flesh and your spirit are at war within you. They battle every day and in and in every turn for rule. The flesh is loud and demanding, the flesh is temporal, its desires is to be gratified and its hunger is insatiable. But the spirit awakens with needs and desires of its own desires for righteousness, for connection with the father to be cared for, loved, healed, nurtured, fed, and to be satisfied. The spirit or the soul of a man or woman is the truest place of life and awakening. The spirit gives us eyes to see through the fleeting desires of the flesh. What would you say about a mother who neglects her newborn baby because she is waiting to feel like getting out of bed in the middle of the night, or because her own desires are stronger and louder her desire to f- than her desire to feed and nurture her baby? Our spirit cries out to our flesh, get out of bed, wake up the part of you where every... Our spirit cries out to our flesh, get out of bed, wake up to the part of you where everything... That you could ever possibly desire is found. There's a war between your flesh and your spirit, but you decide who wins. Listen for the cry, the longing of the soul to be fed and nurtured and filled with life abundantly. Crucify your flesh with its desires and passions and keep in step with the spirit. For the spirit is where your access to life and the supernatural live. We must train ourselves to recognize when the flesh is demanding its way and how to put it under submission of Christ. There's a war and this is a battle that will never end, but we can train and prepare. So we're ready to discern what is from God for life to our spirit and what is our flesh that leads only to death and destruction. There's a call to war, a war that we are already in and it's not going to be easy, but it is going to be rewarding. The cry of our spirit man is like the cry of a newborn that is loud in the midst of silence, but it's not loud at all in the midst of a lot of noise the closer the noise is to you, the less you can hear it all around. Like as if you have earbuds in and there's loud music in your ear, that's like the sound of your flesh. The position of the noise matters. When our mind is loud, we cannot hear the faint cry of our spirit. And I sort of saw this picture of, you know, how close our minds are to our ears and how far our spirit is from our ears. Mm -hmm. We have to train ourselves to really be able to hear it. Physiologically, if we hear in our ears, which is connected to our brain, the noise in our head, our mind, our thought, our thinking are going to be so much louder than the voice of our spirit, which is down in our gut. How do we silence the noise, the voices in our head that are screaming at us, telling us to give in to the desires of our flesh, to ease the torment, just sleep it off. You deserve that new whatever. Sleep with whoever you want. We choose overeating, sleeping, numbing, drinking, pornography, busyness, performance, earning money, shopping, anything to try and fill the desires within us. These demands shout at us, talking us into the very things we know are not going to satisfy for long. The enemy of our soul is best friends with our own flesh, and he continuously and without end feeds us lies, deception, and accusations. And every time we give in to the flesh, we give in to the enemy's power. His voice becomes louder, and it squeezes out the gentle cry of the Spirit for truth. Wake up, you're in a war. The enemy is out for blood. He will not relent until he's completely separated you from the love of God. He's out for blood because he knows the power of the blood of Christ that was shed for you. He's so loud, so loud that sometimes it's the only voice you can hear. You don't neglect the cry of your spirit on purpose, but the cry gets drowned out by the very desires of your flesh with all of its demands. This is a wake-up call, a time to silence the voice of the enemy, the voice of our flesh, and to awaken to the cry of our spirit and soul and longing for oneness with our Father. You must train your eyes to see what is from God and what is of the flesh. You must train your ears to hear the cry of the spirit, the voice of God, and to drown out the noise of the flesh and the accusations of the enemy. This call to war, to train, to live in the spirit and to die to the flesh will cost you your life. The enemy will try and tell you that you can have both, that God is just depriving you of the things you desire. But the truth is that at the core of the things you desire lies an even deeper desire that can only be satisfied when you lay down your life and pick up your cross and follow Jesus. Your flesh must die every day for your spirit to really live. And we have the Holy Spirit to help us. We must confess daily the desires of our flesh and our ways. We must read the word of God and obey it. We have to stay awake and alert as we await our coming bride. We don't know when he's coming. We must stay awake in our spirit. Listen for the cry and longing of our heart for oneness with the father.
0: Wow. Lord, that is
1: profound. It's a be- like, it was a powerful picture from the wow. newborn, you know, and just wow. remembering all of that. But then, yeah, like just this, this space inside of us that longs to be nurtured, that longs to be tended to but it's quieter Mm. than the loud, you know, chaos of sort of our minds and the stress and, you know, sort of that fleshly, that fleshly cry. It's so much louder. You have to discipline yourself to really tune to the cry of the spirit.
0: It so ties back to everything we've been talking about that we have this false belief that there's good in us (laughs) and we actually are good. We're actually not like that flesh cry is what we naturally go to like in the natural, what we do is not like always what we do in the spirit. We think, yes, I, of course I will look after my baby, of course, but we've been given the actual most, like the greatest gift of all the spirit of God within us. Right. Right. We kind of, we actually don't kind of, we treat that kind of very, we treat it very familiar, very whatever optional. Right. It's actually the greatest gift. Right, The greatest gift. And like we've been talking about the power of life and death, the power of our words, the power of if we saw what we say become words of fruit that we would eat, how different we would actually speak. Right, If we saw our spirit like a child we cared for, like a physical child that we would actually care for, how different we would live our life, how different we would perceive those cries or stop and silence the voices of our flesh the voice of our flesh and listen to the voice of our spirit and the cry of our spirit, how visual we need to be with these things because we are in a war. We are in something that's real. You can't remove yourself from the flesh and the spirit. You can't remove yourself from the angelic, from the spirit of God and from the spirit of darkness. You're in it. And so I think God is bringing a greater awareness to say, listen, here's a picture, whether it's you're eating from a bowl of fruit or you're caring for a child, this is a picture for you to see what is actually happening in the spirit.
1: That's so good. And I love one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Galatians five. It's one of my favorites because it's so hopeful, you know, it starts, um, it starts out saying that, um, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Yes. That That's the position that we have in Christ. So even as we wrestle through these tensions of what we have to live every day, I just love so much how the scriptures and how Jesus actually came so that we could walk from a position of freedom. And just like when we get up in the night exhausted to care for a newborn baby, we still get up. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about how you feel when you do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's just that you do it. It's just that you do it. And it will produce the life that that God promises us in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Who wouldn't choose those things over mm-hmm. the works of the flesh? The works of the flesh are horrid, horrid. There's not anybody, if you had, if you, if you said, hey, you could have these things or you could have these things, you'd have malice and jealousy and hatred and lust and you know, all these works of the, you can have that or you can have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. You're like... uh, um, yeah, obviously exactly. I want to live that way. But again, the only way we can is when we listen to that voice of the spirit, when we tap into yes. what's happening and it's, ha- they're both happening simultaneously.
0: You're in it. You're in it. You what know, is your, what do your kids say? Kids say? <laughs> we in it. We in it. <laughs> we in it. But you know, we want, the thing is, I think we're just challenging once again, we want the kingdom, but we don't want the king because if we want the king, then that means we are submitted. We are laying down our lives, living with a cost of laying our lives down. But we want all that the kingdom offers. We definitely do. We want the path of least resistance, though.
1: Right. And that's
0: not how it works. Your spirit and your flesh are at odds with each other. It will continually... Inside of you. Yeah, inside of you is at odds. It will be constant pushing through the resistance of the flesh to listen to the spirit. It will be, but you're saying it's not in how you feel. It's a fact that you do. And it's not out of performance. No, we come from a place that no. we've been received yeah. into the grace of God. But if we want to live in the abundance of God and then the power and authority of the Holy spirit, we have to push through that resistance. The flesh will always put up yeah. to move into the spirit. Always. That's the truth of it.
1: So because we in it, so because because <laughs> we in it whether you like it or not we in it, we in it. yeah wow that's so good
0: oh, i love that that's a powerful powerful analogy today and i just love it's just beautiful like even as we're you probably maybe if you're listening today you're thinking wow how did god speak that to Lori's life like how did that even happen you know i want to just say when you're spending time with the lord in the morning just a practical i don't know if anyone's ever told you that you can pick up your pen and listen and just begin to write whatever you're hearing and you can just let the pen flow. And they say, you know, your pen is connected to your heart. And so God speaks that way too through journaling. That's often what will happen to myself and yourself. I mean, I've got a couple words here that maybe two pages. Yours are about <laughs> I <know>. ten.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. And <laughs> it's it does, amazing. It does just come out like that. It just flows as a straight flow, and I can't, I can't no, stop. You're it meant just to write books and, and devotionals. Oh this is happening.
0: <laughs> and uh, but isn't it uh, like God? Sp- God wants to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. So if you're just feeling like. How does God speak like that? How does that even happen, in, happen? Just take a pen and just start to write. And it might even start with a sentence. It might start with a word. Yep. It might start with just some small thing. Don't dismiss it. Yep. Just begin to practice writing what you're sensing and picture God speaking to you. Yeah. And you know that's a bold thing. For some, they feel like, well, I don't want to say God said that to me. Yeah. You are literally listening to the cry of your spirit yeah. and you're writing it on paper what God is speaking to your spirit. And just practice that. It's that easy. And uh, that's how we kind of started years ago. Yeah. And I mean, it can
1: start just like this one started with a dream, with a dream that when I awoke, stuck with me, I knew there was something significant about it. It kind of stayed. And then the Lord just started to speak this word. I had to get out of bed. As soon as the Lord started to speak this, I got straight out of bed because I knew there was more that I had to, that he, that he needed to unpack. And so I started by writing the dream. And you can start like that too. Start with what you know. So start with writing out the dream. Sometimes a word comes as I start with writing out a prayer. Dear Mm -hmm. Lord, I'm I'm just praying. I'm just writing out the desires or cries of my heart. And then it turns into the Lord responding in some way. So all of these are ways that you sort of open your eyes or awaken to what God is speaking. And sometimes it just ends with just a prayer and there isn't anything more and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. And other times the prayer turns into, this is what I want to show you. This is what I want to reveal. This is what I want you to know. And so,
0: yeah. Oh, that is so powerful. And I think it's exactly what you're saying here. like when it turns that God's speaking to you in our prayer life, it can sometimes just be one way. Like we're reading the word and then we just pray to God. But if you stop and say, okay, God, what are you speaking to me today? What do you have to say? Obviously his word of God is the word says everything, but God always will take the time. I feel even if it's in the quietness of Mm -hmm. just feeling his presence or just out the allowing the scriptures to come alive in a deeper way, he will always come back to the word. Yeah. So even as you hear things, even as you know, Laura, you've been writing, it's bringing us back to the word of God, it's bringing yes. us back to scriptures that we can easily go back and talk about the fruitfulness. We could talk about flesh and spirit being at war within each other. So just want to encourage you too that, you know, when you are sensing the God really speak this, if it aligns with the word of God, you can be fully confident fully confident. And so that's why it usually comes like a, from a dream and then God begins to speak. But we often feel like scriptures and come alive too, even as we're, we're journaling. So we just want to encourage you because not only do you want to share what God's doing, we also want to share, like for some of you that are wanting to grow in your prophetic gifting, but just growing in your relationship with God. It doesn't have to be a word. This is just growing in that a relationship because it is an exchange. It is an exchange. God wants to speak to you today. And I feel like somebody's listening to here and might feel like, you know, you have no idea. God, you know, may feel not worthy or it may feel like, how could God even speak to me? Who am I? Well, I love all three scriptures. Most of the people that God used the greatest were like, who am I? Even in Nehemiah four, interesting enough, you know, it starts out with like the Israelites are being opposed to build the temp. They're coming back to rebuild the walls that have been destroyed in um against uh against them and as they're building the wall it starts out by them even saying <laughs> the enemies mocking them saying who do they think they are they are just like what's i'm just finding it here a bunch of feeble jews like who do they think they are they're just like nobody's they're poor they're feeble what do they think god's gonna do through them and god used and totally built this wall and they all came together All through scriptures, Gideon hiding so many, even Moses says, I can't talk. So I feel like someone's listening today thinking there's no way God would want to speak to me. Why would God speak to me? I'm a nobody. No, you're not a nobody. God created you to have a relationship with you. So just know all through scriptures, God dismisses and dispels that thought. He completely cancels that out. says, no, I created you for relationship. And so this is part of our journaling. This is part of us hearing from God is to just ignite fresh in our heart, that desire to connect to God because his desire is to connect to you. And share it with someone. Share, yes. Share it with somebody. Yeah. Like you can start on your own for
1: a little bit and sometimes God will just talk to you for you. Mm-hmm. But if you have someone that you know, someone that you trust, share the word because it could really either confirm something that God's already spoken to them. It could just begin to stir, And it could also just, that's the start of developing that gifting within yes. you is to take the, to have the courage to share it. I know many people take the time to share different words that they're sensing um, with, with me and and I, I love it. And often, 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 those words are a confirmation of something God is already speaking. So you know that you're sort of on the right track. You know that, wow, like God is speaking in the same way to many, many, many people, sort of the same messaging, or even you have these same words within the word that is like, okay, this is what God wants us to focus on. So yeah, I just encourage you. I hope that it's an encouraging experience, but you also have to be humble because mm-hmm. I, you can get it wrong too For and the sure. truth is even as i read a, a word like that there's some of me in there mm-hmm. there's some of me in there like mm-hmm. i i know like this is a sense i got in my spirit from the lord because if i sat down and tried to write that and i just tried to like make that up i c- i couldn't do that just by myself but i also know there's some of me in there too there's mm-hmm. some of like mm-hmm. my thoughts in there intermixed with god's thoughts and it's not to say that my thoughts are bad or wrong. But I I don't want to say that the whole thing is, you know, (laughs) endowed. And it is not as authoritative as the word of God, like just straight up. It's not. So and I don't think that and we shouldn't think that. You know, so again, this is just a sense. And so we receive what the Lord wants from that. And then God keeps confirming. He just keeps confirming in different ways as different people, you know, uh, He speaks to them. And all, it's a beautiful, that's a beauty of the body of Christ. Mm. It's how we come together as the body of Christ. Well,
0: I want to be really bold because I feel like even as you've shared that word, you shared with me before we even started the podcast, I had a real sense about even that word in a a bigger Are you okay for me to share a little bit about sure, Sure. I feel like that word that you just shared, Yeah, I do believe that God's heart is to bring such a revival of souls. I am believing for that. I am praying for that because yes, it starts one-on-one. It starts with us being the light and the salt in the world. That is so important, but we look through history when there is an outpouring of a supernatural spirit of God where people just come and they're saved and they are so drawn to God. I believe Lord, I'm just prophetically speaking that even that baby that you were talking about, I'm just believing that God is going to be that baby is a birthing of revival, a birthing of a, a whole revival into Canada that God is going to bring and that there will be a cry for the nurturing, the discipleship of those that have been, that those of us that know God will come alongside that, those babies, that baby, and in the sense, the revival babies that will come, that will accept Christ, that we can nurture and care and disciple and help them to be rooted into the truth and the love of God. And so we
1: encourage you take time, take time this week, wake early in the morning, rise early, even before the light has come and just posture your spirit before the Lord to speak to you, to speak to you from his word, open up the word of God, read it, read it until something stands out, write it down, ask the Lord what he's saying and let him speak. It's really exciting. It is so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so much fun just to receive a now word from the Lord to your spirit. And as we prepare to, you know, just close our our conversation today, I want you to remember that God has complete confidence in you. So you can put your complete confidence in Him.
0: And you've been crowned as sons and daughters of the King because you have crowned Him as King of your life. So be blessed today serving your King and living in his kingdom. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitzboucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.